quantum potes tantum aude, quia maior omni laude, nec laudare sufficis. Strive thy best to praise him well, yet doth he all praise excel, none can ever reach his due. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So immense is the mystery of the most holy sacrament of the altar, that having celebrated on Maundy Thursday, the institution of this adorable mystery, and having kept watch in the night of Maundy Thursday, before this sacrament of Christ here for us, here with us, the Church is compelled by the Holy Ghost to return after the completion of the Pentecost, the 50 days, to the first Thursday available in the calendar and to make that Thursday a kind of mystical repetition of Maundy Thursday. But this time, in an altogether jubilant mode. Happily, we have not only Maundy Thursday and today, the feast of Corpus Christi, Corpus Domini, or as the French call it, Fête Dieu, the feast of God. We have also an entire octave during which it will be given us to savor the sweetness of this mystery. I shall reserve for the days of the octave much of what I would want to say to you today. I shall focus today on the secret of this Mass, which, for many reasons, strikes home in a special way today. And so what, what does the secret say today? Uh, just allow me to recall the teaching of the angelic doctor concerning this most holy sacrament. St. Thomas says that that for which our Lord instituted the sacrament of his body and blood is the unity of the mystical body. That's the teaching of St. Thomas. The unity of the mystical body. By this he means 
that our Lord instituted the sacrament of his body and blood so that we, by partaking sacramentally of his body and blood, might be united to him as members of the body united to the head and as members of the body united one to another. The Most Holy Eucharist is the sacrament of unity, or if you prefer, the sacrament of union. For by it, we are united to Christ. Christ is united to us. We are united to one another. And together, being united to one another as a single body, we are united to Christ, our head. This is, in my own feeble words, kind of the kernel of the teaching of St. Thomas. And so, we shall pray in a few moments in the secret of the Mass. Ecclesiae tuae quesumus domine, unitatis et pacis, propitius dona concede. We beseech thee, O Lord, mercifully grant to thy church the gifts of unity and peace. Que sub oblatis muneribus mystice designantur, which are mystically signified beneath the gifts of our oblation. It is through this most holy sacrament that we are given unity and peace. It is through this most holy sacrament that all that is shattered, broken, disunifying, is healed. It is through this sacrament that all of the things that threaten peace and that introduce turmoil are replaced with the gift of the peace that the world cannot give the gift of the peace that we cannot produce, that we cannot even with endless meetings and consultations and position papers and treaties and agreements ever be to produce. The unity of this sacrament is not an intimistic unity. What do I mean by that? That's, 
It's not a kind of cozy unity for a little group closed in on itself. It's not a hug fest in which we all close into a small circle and wrap our arms around one another and sing Eche Quambolum. The unity given us in this sacrament is a unity Catholic, an immense unity, an expansive unity, that for all of that is a real union, a real communion with Christ, our head, a union between each member and Christ the head, a unity between the members gathered into one single body with Christ the head, a unity that unites us one to another. Now, so marvelous is this unity that it transcends the limits of space and time. And for me, today this is a huge consolation. The unity given us in this sacrament, and I say given us because it is a gift. This unity brings together the church militant, ourselves. The church militant is not always a very glorious image. It's more like weary men trudging through a battlefield in this valley of tears. The church militant is wounded, broken, fatigued, marked with blood, and with sweat, the church that goes, we sing it in the Sala Regina, Gementes et Flentes, <coughs> groaning and weeping in Hak Lacrimarum Valley, in this valley of tears. Now, by the most holy sacrament of the altar, the church militant, as I have described it, is united to the church triumphant, to the church in glory, to the church where there is naught but bliss. Bliss and praise and thanksgiving. The church triumphant is the church passed beyond the realm of the sacraments. Shocking that? The sacraments are mere veils. And when the veils fall, we find ourselves face to face with the reality. What here we contemplate veiled, and that is a mercy of God, 
Because we, were we to see with our eyes of flesh what the sacramental veils conceal, we would be annihilated, incinerated by the weight of their glory. And so the real presence of Christ is veiled. But for the church triumphant, there are no veils, there is nothing hidden. There is only what the angelic doctor calls the lumen glory, the light of glory. And by this most holy sacrament, we are united to the church suffering, to the holy souls in purgatory. Why do we call them the holy souls? Because after the moment of death, one is incapable of sin. And that's a very consoling truth. After death, we are incapable of sin. That's good news. We are united to the holy souls in purgatory in a way so real that it escapes all our concepts and definitions. Not for nothing does the church make the priest every day in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and not just once, but at different moments in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the priest recalls the dead, the souls in purgatory. And what happens at the altar benefits the souls in purgatory has a real effect on them, and in them, and around them. Every time the Holy Sacrifice is offered, a wave of consolation sweeps through purgatory. Like a cool, refreshing breeze in a burning desert. And so today, we focus on this, the sacrament of unity. Conscious that we are united with the church triumphant and with the church suffering. And at the same time, we have to enter into the petition of the secret of the Mass with a particular application and intensity so as to receive humbly and gratefully the gifts of unity and peace which are the church says it the holy ghost says it through the prayer of the church the gifts of unity and peace which are mystically signified beneath the gifts we offer if we would have the gifts of unity and peace, we have only to receive humbly and gratefully the body and blood of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.